Hey guys, welcome back to Mindful Mondays. On today's episode, we're going to be talking about burnout and depression. I think as teenagers, uh, burnout is something that we're seeing more and actually I'm not an MD. I don't know if we're seeing more of it. Especially during the pandemic, we see that a lot of teenagers have been struggling with burnout. Personally, myself, I know that I used to enjoy so many more things before the pandemic and only having to do nothing for a long time over a year has led me to believe that I need new passions, new hobbies. So burnout doesn't necessarily have to mean it's the end of the road. It can be the start of a new one. Yeah, I, uh, I totally agree with Bayhack. I think in the pandemic, we all got used to being at home and not having to do anything. And I really got used to like the end of the school year, online school. It was easy. You did it. No one really knew if you were attending class. And so when I got back into school, I was fortunate enough, my school was small enough that we were in person, just masked and distanced. And I found that I, I struggled with a lot of academic burnout being back in the classroom and actually having to really pay attention and learn and uh, it, it became a problem. I had no motivation and I was procrastinating and yeah. Um, I really struggle with academic burnout as well because I put so much of my validation in academics. So if I don't do well on that test or whatever, it really affects me personally. Or like, I don't know, it really, it just really affects me. And so when I'm went through the whole pandemic i wasn't doing as all my work and then it was kind of hard for me when we started going back in person to be able to push myself to do as well as i was before because that burnout i was alone most of the pandemic like it was hard for me to get back into my routine and that sort of burnout really affected my grades yeah i definitely agree i mean yeah i actually i have a lot of like academic validation that's pretty much where i get all my validation from and it's not very good because like it literally makes me feel really bad all the time when i mess up on like one thing like if my 98 drops to a 97 like it will like hurt my soul um and it's like <laughs> and it's like i it's like I'm painful um because that's pretty much the only thing i pride myself on so it's like that and standardized tests like what am i looking forward to after this is all done like I I completely <laughs> agree with uh, Lexi and I actually and I um, relate to everything she's saying. I grew up in and one of those houses I'm thankful I, uh, that I grew up in like a very ambitious household but it meant that from a young age it was like you have to get straight A's and like that's the only option so I would uh, yeah when I started like go when I got to high school and classes were harder and I wasn't just skating by like I was in elementary uh that was I mean I started getting like lower grades and I remembered math in my freshman year I got a 37 on a math test and that was like life ending and I even as like going into my senior year I still put so much into academic validation it's not even like like I have trouble where I can tell myself that I'm like proud that I got a b on a hard essay but that doesn't mean anything deep down because I'm like it's not an A I, I just don't get validated okay so yeah I was in gifted and talented since like I was first grade probably so for me it's always been constant pressure to get those good grades and so um as one of those kids who I think it's everyone knows in our generation the whole gifted kid burnout thing it's just like something that everyone jokes about but it's like a real thing <laughs> it's a real thing and like having that pressure of always being so perfect and academically 
my entire life and then to hit middle school and high school and have to like put so much more effort into it um yeah that also happened to me like I was also a gifted child child um kid I don't know and student I don't know uh and like I vividly remember getting a B in fourth grade like and I still think about it and I'm what 17 years old like how, I don't know, how does that have any relevance whatsoever um and it's kind of I like also what kind of Ava and Emmy were saying like um like I grew up in a house where it's like you do well like all the time like that's just how it is and you just it's just not an option to not do well and so I feel like trying to like like getting put in these classes that are like difficult like six AP classes I'm gonna be taking and like that's not easy and along with everything else like it's hard to balance that and like you need to be focusing I feel like personally I focus more on the grade than what I'm learning so it doesn't matter if I'm taking nothing out of the class it, it matters what I'm like what the grade that I'm getting and I feel like that just doesn't that's not how it's supposed to be um and it's like tiring yeah I mean I totally understand and like Ava and Lexi like wanting academic validation I mean prior to the pandemic I was very much like that like if I got like a 96 instead of a, like a 95 I would like burst into tears like it was bad and so I was like, well, what's the reason why I want this academic validation? And it was that I wasn't getting it in any other way, right? So for me, for like getting over that need to always be perfect in academics was putting myself into other things. So for me, that was sports, right? So I put myself in like, what, three different sports. So now, like, if I get like a 94, I'm so happy I got the A. Because at the end of the day, like, one grade isn't going to change your life. But what matters is how happy you are. Like, you can be, you know earning $300,000 a year as a doctor, but you absolutely hate the profession, right? But you got the academic validation, right? Like you got the doctor title, but it's not about that. It's about like where you're the happiest and where you're like fulfilling your like truest potential. So for me, that was like just spreading myself into different things that I liked more. Yeah, so uh, kind, of, kind of relating to what Mayhek was saying, I spent the first couple of years of my high school career really focused on academic validation, which we've gone over a lot now talking about that. Um, and that's, and that's just true. And I found that like over the summer between sophomore year and junior year, I was like, like, I kind of found that Zen where I was like, it doesn't matter. Like as long as I'm doing good, I don't have to be like top of everything. And then I found that when I got to my, my junior year, it was like, a, like I couldn't find that happy medium of not putting everything into academic validation, um, but also caring and having that ambition. And I felt like when I got to January of my junior year, my ambition um, was uh, so low. And I, I, I felt like I had, this is where like the burnout really set in for me, those feelings of burnout, where I felt like I had ambition and I was like, I want to get good grades, but I have no motivation and no, will or fervor to put the work in to get the grades so I would my work what I was putting in was reflecting my grades but that was like I it felt like I was stuck like almost like being paralyzed but I can still hear and see everything and so like like I could still go um but I just I didn't I couldn't move I couldn't do anything about it and I think like that's a big part of burn like that's how burnout was for me that's how I knew I was burnt out and I needed to change my routine and what I was doing yeah I feel like I kind of go through the same thing um where it's just like I know I need to change I know I need to make a change but it's like 
where do I start? And it's kind of like, if I make a change, like, is it even going to help? Or like, I don't, I don't know. I feel like making changes, changes is also like a really difficult thing to do. Um, and kind of what Mayhek was saying where she was like, oh, I put my like skills, like passion, whatever, into something else. So hers was sports. And like, I do sports, but I'm not passionate about them. Like I only do them for the social aspect. <laughs> um, but like, I need to like, I feel like figuring out what it is that you want to put your passion into is really good. Like I do a lot of volunteering, but it's like, that's not really like the same thing. And it's like, I don't know, it's kind of like I'm making the connections that I need. And so it's similar, but I feel like just finding what works for you and like, you might not know what it is now. I'm saying like so many times. It's just like, oh my God. Oh my gosh. Okay. <laughs> it is, it's going to take a little bit to figure out what it is, but I feel like, oh my gosh. Once I feel, <laughs> I feel like once you, once you figure it out, it's going to make a big difference and it will relieve a lot of stress in your life. Okay, so yeah, I can completely relate to that. And one of the ways that I figured out how to overcome my burnout is just to like take breaks, which I know that I've said this in a previous episode, I believe. But if you're burnt out from something, you're burnt out academically, you take the weekend and maybe don't stress about your grades for the weekend. It makes the burnout like less um, dramatic for you. And so for me, I personally, if I have, I'm really stressed about a test or something, and then I just get burnt out and like can't deal with keeping up my academic pressures, I'll just like take a break from the weekend and I won't worry about it or I'll try not to worry about it for the rest of the weekend so that I can keep my mind focused on other things and not get burnt out from everything I love. So maybe I'll watch a movie with my friends over the weekend or something to get myself distracted from what has burnt me out. It has really helped me. Yeah, I mean, that's a good point. Taking breaks is always really good. Um, I know that personally, one of the main, like, kind of metaphors I use to keep myself going is a burnt out match does not mean you're at the end of your matchbox, right? So, like, a matchbox can have, like, what, four different matches? And if I have one of them, so my one of them ran out at the end of last year, right? Like, I was done. Like, I didn't want to do any more schoolwork. I didn't want to be part of anything. Like, I was just done. But then I was like, wait, I have, like, other matchboxes to use. So as I said, I use one of them for sports and hopefully I don't run out of this one for a while. But even if I do, I know there's not like a need to worry because I have some more lying around in like a reservoir, whatever. And once I know my matchbox, I can buy a new one. So the point is, is like not to be discouraged just because you're burnt out with one thing at one point in your life. Just, you know, take some time to recuperate, to regroup and you'll find your way back. Like, don't worry. Yeah, um, so I think that like with burnout, it's one of those things where everybody experiences it in a very different way. But I mean, also like the same way, but how, how you fix it is just different for everybody. Um, and I think like for me, when I was really struggling with it, taking breaks, like I enjoyed it so much that I could never get myself to get back into work and I could never stop that break. And so it just continued and I got behind and um, I just didn't have the motivation to like keep going. And I think this is maybe a little bit of a conversation shift, but honestly, for me, what helped most was just being able to talk to my mom, like about what was going on and to explain to my parents how I was feeling and why I was struggling. Um, and I think, uh, here, you know, here's, here's where the train goes off the rails. Um, I think that I want to kind of acknowledge that, that how that conversation needs to be open and how Simone Biles has really has really done that with um, how how she put her mental health over the Olympics this year and um, and I think that she's really taking she's taking really good steps um, 
and really making a difference for the rest of us by opening up that conversation kind of about burnout and struggling and, and uh, caving in under the pressure. And I saw this tweet and I wish I knew who um, had tweeted it. It was on TikTok. So it was already like, it wasn't even on Twitter, but somebody said that the tweets you make about how disappointed you are in Simone Biles, she's not going to see those. She's not going to see you trashing on her, but the people around you who are silently struggling will see that. And they will see that you think they, that Simone Biles is disappointing her team and letting everyone down and they're going to internalize that. So I think that it's really important um, as one way to help people with burnout is to open that conversation and to support them and say, Hey, I know it's okay for you to take a step back and it's okay for you to put that to, you know, stop doing this for a while. If that's what you need to get to find that passion again. So if you are going through burnout or depression, we really haven't talked about that much in this episode yet, but we're going to get there in a second. Um, if you are going through that, just know that it's perfectly okay to start a conversation. Honestly, I'm very open about my struggles with my mental health. And so for me to be able to have this podcast to talk to all of you, who I doubt I probably know all of our listeners, but if you can have a way to open up the conversation in your community, maybe just talk to a friend about it. Honestly, if you're feeling burnout, reaching out for help feels so good, even if they don't necessarily give you the validation you think that you deserve, because you do deserve validation for those feelings. Being able to just get it out in the world feels really good. Yeah, I know this is kind of a sidetrack from what Emmy said, going back to the burnout thing. Um, but I know personally in eighth grade, I got into a point where I was like at the top of my game, like smartest in my class. Like I like had things going the way that I wanted them to be going. And then I went into high school. So my junior high was like maybe like 2000 kids. So like pretty small. And then my high school was like 4000 kids, which was a big step up from what I've been used to for this time. And so not being the smartest, not being the most this, that, like, it, it was a, it was a shock, right? Like, I wasn't used to, like, always getting the best grades in the class. And this sounds, like, kind of snobby, but I feel like it's pretty common for a lot of the gifted kids um, that, you know, relate to burnout. And so what I found was, over time, it wasn't necessary for me to be the best compared to everybody else. It was necessary for me to be the best version of myself than like a better version of myself than yesterday, right? Comparing yourself to others makes no sense because you're both at completely different points in your journey, right? Like this is really evident when I go to the gym, right? So I go to the gym and some guys like benching like 135 for reps, right? And I can't do 135. So I started benching like literally like what, six months ago. And so it just takes time and you can't really compare yourself if you're on completely different parts of your timeline. Um, I so relate to that. I don't think that I necessarily figured out for myself how to do what Mehek was talking about, but something that has really always stuck with me, actually, I learned it from something that I think my um, state seminar for Hobie taught me was life is not linear. So not everyone's battle with whatever, like especially burnouts, but not everyone's problems or struggles are gonna be linear. Sometimes you have better days, sometimes you backtrack a little bit and that's okay as long as you're like aware and you can figure out ways to make yourself better. But just know that like everything is not gonna line up perfectly in your life. And if you do have those setbacks and you're like, oh, I'm not the smartest in the room because I have felt that completely. And I don't know that I necessarily had the same um, eye-opening experience as Mayak has where it's like, I am my own, 
competitor. I can only compare myself to me because I don't think I've necessarily had that. But to be able to know that your path that you're taking is not going to be a straight line. It might have some curves in it. You might not go exactly where you planned. It's okay to do that. Um, yeah, kind of going off of that, like wherever you go, like I know everybody already always says like everything happens for a reason. It's like, okay, well, this is stupid. Like, I don't understand why I'm here. And it's like, I feel like every challenge will make you stronger. And that sounds so stupid. And it's like, okay, I get it. Cause I feel like you've definitely heard that before. Um, but I don't know. It's like, you're not going to end up where you want to be all the time and figuring out how to get back on track or back to where you might be from the place like that you don't want to be is definitely difficult but I feel like learning how to do that is really helpful because like Emmy was saying it's not linear you are going to have bad days you are going to like have realize you're like oh I'm not where I'm supposed to be I'm not where I'm supposed to be and all this stuff and you need to make sure you're not comparing yourself to others and I still struggle with that but you know just being self-aware is definitely really helpful with all this. Yeah, I completely uh, agree with Lexi. It was really important for me. I think especially, I'm glad that it happened like in the past because as I'm going into my senior year, but it was really important for me to hit that academic wall and to not to, it's not important for me to feel burnout, but to kind of um, face that challenge because it definitely going through that and going through a year where I had, especially my junior year, which is like the hardest year in high school. Um, and having APs and just being absolutely burnt out and having no motivation was really challenging, but it definitely uh, reaffirmed some things that I had kind of lost about myself. Like I, it reaffirmed that I was ambitious and it kind of, and that I was trying and I, and I did want to go far. It was, um, it wasn't that I was lacking that. It was just, I was lacking the motivation um, to do it. And I think that was something that was a really important challenge for me to face in my journey because as I'm going into my senior year, now I know that, um, that I can do it and that I do have ambition and I do have, I do have the uh, strength to get where I want to go, even if it's hard. Um, yeah, I can totally relate to that. One of my symptoms, I guess, of my personal depression, my struggles with depression, is a lack of motivation. So I'm glad that Ava found a way to get herself motivated for her senior year and everything. Um, but depression is still like, I don't think that we've necessarily opened the conversation up enough about depression specifically. And for me, my journey with depression has been maybe five years this year. I don't know. It's not been a short, not been a short journey for me. So my main takeaway from like, or my main piece of advice, if you're struggling with depression, because honestly, I'm still right there with you, is just to find a support system. I know that I have a great therapist. I have a great best friend. And now I have a great group of podcast peers to talk to if I'm ever not feeling my best. And so, yeah, that's my piece of advice. Yeah, I feel like that's really important to just find your system and I feel like that kind of goes with everything like if you're if you're feeling like you're burnt out if you're feeling upset if you're feeling anything like I feel like just having a good support system makes all the difference and those people don't have to be like people around you all the time or whatever but 
Okay, <laughs> I mean, so I feel like we've talked about burnout a lot, and, and we'll definitely wrap uh, wrap up with it some more. But depression, <laughs> uh, that's a Honestly, definitely a hard topic to talk about because I think a lot of people. This is one of those mental illnesses that kind of gets swept under the rug because, like, it's marked as only being sad, and so people don't realize that they are depressed because they're not necessarily crying all the time. <laughs> That was how kind of how it was for me. I can totally relate to that, honestly. Um, everyone just thought, oh, well, she's just lazy. She's just not wanting to participate. Like, and it's, you just have to be careful with your words, I think, quite often, because you really don't know what people are going through. And for me, while I was going through my depression, people said a lot of nasty things about me. I'm not gonna lie. I've been called lazy, like everything in the book that you could say about someone with depression. I've been called that. And so I know that about 20% of teenagers have depression. And so for us to like have such shame about it, I guess there's a lot of stigma on all mental illnesses and such, but especially depression when 20% of teenagers have that struggle in their life and it can be caused by totally different things for everyone. So it's not necessarily linear once again, but to not have that conversation open in most communities. I know specifically when I was going through that, nobody understood in my town, my school, nobody knew what was wrong. No one knew how to help me. And so, especially if you don't have those issues, to know how to be an ally, I feel like is super important. Yeah, so my uh, my personal, I guess, testimonial with uh, depression was also during um, my junior year. And honestly, it may have just been uh, seasonal or, or caused by seasonal when it's cloudy and gross outside. And that's a, that's a very common form of depression. Um, but for me, I noticed, I kind of started to notice that I was suffering from it when swim season started because we had uh, practice every day at 5.30 in the morning, which is ugh, rough and a normal mental when my health is fine. Um, and so I would have to wake up at like 4.50 because I live kind of far from my school. And I would notice that there would be like, by my freshman year, I missed maybe one or two practices. Sophomore year, we got to practice for two weeks, and then it was online. Um, and this year, I missed probably like a practice every week, at least once every two weeks. And and there would just be mornings where I would wake up and my alarm would go off, and I just like physically couldn't get out of bed. I couldn't describe it, and I felt it, I felt like such a failure for my team and such a disappointment to my team because I was missing this practice, but I just literally could not get my body out of bed. And I felt so exhausted, even if I had had plenty of, of sleep and just like all of these ill feelings started coming up towards swim. And it wasn't burnout because I love swim and I did enjoy doing it. I would just get, I just couldn't do it sometimes. And that was kind of when I realized that I was, I was kind of suffering from depression and I just felt like everything around me just seemed so drab and dreary and like there was little that was really bright in my life and making me smile even though there were things that could and should have made me happy I just couldn't I couldn't be that I couldn't be happy and I couldn't be there for my friends like I wanted to be and I, it was it was like a vicious cycle where I would I couldn't do any I couldn't be who I was because I was depressed and that was making it worse because I was like you know it's a vicious cycle and I Definitely, like, eye-opening for me because I had never really struggled with depression before, and that was the first time that I did, and I kind of realized, like, oh, 
I don't have to be, I can, you know, be diagnosed with depression without crying all the time. It's just always just labeled as like being really sad all the time. And it's not necessarily that it's like a chemical imbalance sometimes. And that's what it, I mean, it just hit me. And then it was like, the life was just so dry. Yeah, I can definitely relate to the, um, everything just feels different when you're depressed. And so I've been on vacations while I was depressed. And like, I genuinely wanted to be happy so much. Like, sometimes you can't control the fact that like, I'm on this vacation, and I am so thankful that I'm here. But like, my brain just can't let me have my moment, have my vacation, my time away from all the stress because I'm just not feeling like myself. I didn't want to get out of bed. Like I've been there and I know that I skipped mm, about a month of soccer practice this season solely because I, after working all day, I had no motivation. Like I would go home and sleep for so long. And I feel like everyone, when they stereotype depression, they're always, oh, like they either stay up forever or don't sleep and they or they like sleep all day and that's just like not it's not normal like it's not a part of being a teenager but it is okay that if you're going through depression if you're going through hard times or whatever I feel like we need to normalize the fact that sometimes you can't get out of bed in the like in the morning sometimes you have to just have your moment and then something that's really helps me with my personal struggles with depression is honestly my therapist she's been such a like light for me to know my struggles like I'm not necessarily alone well I'm not alone actually but like just to know that you're not alone because I know that I've had friends one of my like best friends um had a really hard battle with depression and so for me to know that everyone who has that battle is not alone and I just I don't know it's something that I wish everyone would know because yeah it's not necessarily normal but it's okay. Yeah. And like, personally, I also kind of like Ava, I sometimes will like slip into like a seasonal depression. And it's, it's just kind of like, I've always tried to stay busy so that I've always just tried to stay busy so that you just don't really think about it. And then it's like, the one second you're not busy, and you finally like get time alone, and you're like thinking about it. It's like, everything is just different. And like, I like when I was um, a few years ago like I was like really depressed and I feel like that has kind of like like it's gotten better since then but sometimes it'll just like slip into these things and I was just I was I was very emotional when I was going through that and I feel like since I passed through there like I just I I don't have any emotions like I physically can't express my emotions I have trouble talking to people like I can't people always say that they can't read me they don't know where like what I'm feeling and it's just because I don't either and I feel like I'm not really sure if that correlates to it because I was just never really like I was depressed I was diagnosed after I was like over with it um but and like sometimes it'll like come back again or whatever but like just like I don't know I I feel like it affected everything and it still continues to affect my everyday life even though I may be feeling a little bit better that does 100% correlate and it's, it's totally valid because that's feelings that I feel like a lot of people and I don't want to say our community of people who've been depressed in their life but it kind of is because honestly it's something that I can relate to as someone with depression 
and that like numbness i know that a lot of ways people treat depression is with like certain medicines and they are like known to make you so numb to emotions i've had those days where like i just want to feel emotions like i'll cry or whatever but i can't have like i don't know my my emotions are also kind of numb and i feel like people can still read me okay but like it's not as much as it used to be and i guess that's just like i don't know i'm i don't i'm not a expert on this topic <laughs> yeah i feel like um like a lot of it is just not talked about kind of like what you're this is a little bit not related but um it's like not really talked about and so it's like how do you know if this is like real like how do you know if if you're just having a bad day versus if you're like depressed because I feel like when I, I know when I was going through it like I took like I was talking to a friend and they're like you need some help like you need to either start doing some like better ways to deal with this in your everyday life or you need to go to, like get serious help because it was getting really bad and I feel like it's just getting to that point because if I had never had that discussion like nothing would have changed and it's just because it's not talked about like it's considered taboo but it's just as important as your physical health sorry that's my garage um and it's like a lot of people just it's like swept under the rug and I don't know it just it affects everybody or not everybody but a lot of people and can be super serious so I feel like it should it should just it should be talked about just as much as like physical health yeah like I said earlier it does affect 20% of teenagers and if you think about all the teenagers you know like I know that there's specifically 300 kids in my high school. So to know that it affects 20% of us, like that's just wild to think that it genuinely affects that many people's lives. And still we're so not really ashamed to talk about it, but I think kind of like we don't really open those conversations. And so if you take anything away from this podcast, I think that it's to be able to have those open conversations, have those open conversations about how you're burnout how you're depressed or how you think you have been depressed, not necessarily self-diagnosing, but if you think you've had those feelings, you probably have. Like, it's not something that's written in the books. Everyone has the exact same symptoms. It's not like that. It's different for everyone. It's a chemical thing. So for you to be able to tell yourself, hey, I was like depressed since seventh grade. That's, I mean, that's okay because it's your feelings. You know that, like, no one can tell you that you haven't, especially because obviously no one has been in your shoes. No one's felt the way that you felt. And so I think that it's beneficial for everyone to just reach out to your friends, you know, reach out to everyone you love and make sure they know that you love them. And that's just something that even if you're not struggling with depression, even if you're not burnt out, that's something that we could all use in our lives. So yeah, I think that's all I have to say for the podcast today. Uh, so, so we just started kind of start wrapping up because um, I feel like our last episode about anxiety was a lot about coping and this one was a lot about just struggling. Um, so if you take anything away from it, know that you that other people are feeling the exact same way that you're feeling and that it's okay to have these feelings and you're valid, whether it's really severe or very minor um, and to open those conversations. And if you aren't struggling there are ways for you to be an ally, which is just as important. Um, and it's just as important to know those ways and just be there and make, do the small things that can help people. Because sometimes there's little things you can do to be an ally that take little time and little effort and they make the world's difference. If you have any questions for us or anything you want to hear us talk about in maybe a future episode, 
we do have an Instagram and a feature through Anchor, I believe, where you can record audio and ask a question that we can input straight into the podcast. So if you want to have us talk about something specific, feel free to DM us on Instagram, email us. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, also that stays anonymous. Um, but yeah, also um, kind of on like the coping part, I feel like support groups, uh, everybody kind of knows about it. And I'm sure your community probably has one. And if not, you can definitely find one online of like other teens, because I think talking about it is just like necessary in order to get over something get better I don't know how you want to phrase that but like you need to talk about it to feel better um so I think that's definitely a really good way um and just knowing you're not alone yeah we kind of wrapped it up a little bit weird today but that I think that's it for this episode (laughs) see y'all next week on mindful yeah thank you so much for listening Check out our online and our socials. (laughs) Okay.